Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Bar. I am Toby Pack. And it is I, Jeff Thompson. And we're going to talk about the last episode that we just had. I, boy Jeff, I am, I don't know, like, so we recorded the episode last night, so we haven't posted it yet. We we don't know what's up, but it has rang with me at, since last night. I've been thinking about that episode. Yeah, it has felt like... Um... A big tragedy has hit, and it left us all reeling, and we got to be... It was like we were still our characters, but we got to be very real about it because of how real it felt, which is pretty cool. I mean, it just goes to show that in a role-playing game, the dice can decide. They can, and that's what led this whole thing was was Crumble's Felicia rolling that one. Absolutely. You got to be ready for anything. I mean, we here is the craziest part to me. Okay, so we all start out. And we're getting ready to go to this outlaw town place that we've been to in our in our previous backstories, which we kind of came up with off camera or off mic here. Yeah, we talked about it together before we played and kind of just built it. Yeah, so we knew what outlaw town had in store and we knew what we needed to do to get in there and what to prepare for. And we didn't have like we, we just kind of each each of us in our own individual way knew what to expect. And we kind of just expressed that through um, talking to each other on. Uh, so that now we know what each other knows, which we didn't really know before. And then uh, what was really cool is is we knew we were going to have to do some crazy stunt to get into Outlaw Town without being detected. And we I was almost talking a lot like we're going to crash and we're going <laughs> to run into the oh my planet God. because we have such good bonuses to our skills. It would be a very, it would be rare if it happened. We were going to succeed. It was going to be okay. All of you were talking about that. It, it was like foreshadowing, right? Every, Crumbles is like, hey, we're going to succeed this time. <laughs> Sunny was questioning, what What do you mean? Like, what's the success rate? And, and even Cinder, the ship, was telling you guys, this doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah, and it was, and we, I was trying to set it up cinematically where, yeah, it wasn't a good idea, but we were going to k- succeed at it, and it was going to be really cool. Whoa, we really pulled this off. How awesome is that? And I was really setting us up for that because I was so confident in our skills, skill bonuses, which are, which are still amazing. But the dice decided. <laughs> a they one. decided. What, what went through your head when Felicia just shouted out, I rolled a one? The uh the first thing I did is of course uh, I uh, as as you'll hear I I <laughs> had a swear of course because there's an immediate shock but the main thing is I was thinking okay what can we do to to fix this what can negate the one you know is there any other excuse mechanic that we're forgetting that can make it so that we're not gonna crash even on a one but honestly the more I thought about it I was like I don't see any other way to get out of this if the engines aren't on we are just in a dead piece of hunk of metal. Yeah, that's funny. The The whole mechanics aspect, there's about 20 minutes that we actually cut from the episode uh, where you guys were trying to come up with something, some way that, that you could possibly stop this crash from happening. We Everyone was flipping through rule books, like super engaged, and there just, there wasn't. You know, it made me feel like maybe the dice rolled shitty, but it was the right roll, and we did something really stupid. And we shouldn't do something like that again, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's better to, like, keep a working ship and be attacked by drones or something and have to fight them and, you know, then land or something. Well, no, I uh, I, I think that 
rolling a one is almost just as exciting when it when the stakes are that high. I don't think you guys have rolled a dice where stakes are that high this whole session, this this whole game. And so the story moment that's created from that, I mean, let let's talk about the story moment. So you guys crash, Thunderfist wakes up, no one's around to everyone's unconscious. He thinks they're dead, right? right. He's gone now. So your party is split. You guys have never split your party until right now. Not not in such a degree. You know, as I was watching uh, Thunderfist do that whole part, I had so much going through my own head and how I would do things so differently, but because I'm not I'm not playing Thunderfist, I you know, how could I possibly know what he was going to do and I didn't realize how low his rolls were. And then on top of that, like he didn't think there was a party. So he wasn't splitting the party in his own head. There was no party. But ah, oh, it's just going to be it's going to be a mess. So now we're we're doubly screwed. Not only did we crash, but we're not making the best decisions after crashing. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to get out of it. All night I was thinking, what either. what are we going to do going forward? Because when when we talked about Outlaw Town, it was kind of a joke before and you guys had said, oh, we're from Outlaw Town, and everyone laughed it off, and then I took it seriously and started calling it a real place. I designed it and sent it out to you guys. I said, hey, guys, here's Outlaw Town. It's this prison moon that people send prisoners to. They send them on a pod that just crashes into what's called the pod farms, where they just crash, and and then you're on the planet. Scavengers go to the pod farms. Just all this stuff happens there. And I said, you guys somehow ended up on this moon that you can't get off of in your backstory. And you guys built it out and, and you made it this this terrible thing in the episode you talk about. We can't go back there. It's like, the worst it's place. so bad. And now because of that one, because of that story changing role, you guys are trapped there like you were five years ago. I can't believe it. I know, right? I mean, is it safe to say that you plan on us landing fairly undetected and safe and then going from that point oh a hundred percent i i had every thought and plan that i had set up was you guys landing safely and getting to the town and having to deal with that stuff that's awesome oh my gosh that then that is a complete 180 what you had planned and it goes to show best laid plans can be changed completely <laughs> and you just roll with it right yeah, like you have to i mean that that's what i like about role-playing games if we're not rolling dice it's you know, we're all just playing pretend <laughs> around a table. <laughs> just, I want to be playing a game, even though I love playing pretend. <laughs> yeah, and the chance for failure. When we looked up the damage, it it was enough damage to actually kill you guys. It did destroy your ship, which is another thing I don't know how you're going to deal with. That I really don't. And I, I was talking to Felicia about that, about this whole episode. I think this whole episode was decisions that we now have to deal with the consequences with. And I think that as a GM, I make decisions that you guys have to deal with the consequences for, but but I have to as well. I hadn't planned on any of this. So when Thunderfist was going out the to look for Chuckles, in that moment, I had made the decision that the ship had split. and Or at least a chunk ripped off. Anyway. A, a chunk ripped off. Yeah, yeah the, the side of the ship is gone. That, that whole room, the, the conference room area. Right, okay. And then it for me it's like oh shit how how are you guys going to get that down to the ship and repair this it things things are are 
just go in such a crazy direction and, and that's why i just love it so much and i can't wait to see what you guys do because i it's at a point where what what do i even plan right i don't know what How you're gonna you? do you've only just created a setting and though you had you had something for us to someone to talk to and whatever it may be a bit different at this point you know and you're gonna have to just come you know do what you do best coming up with it as you go along yeah what about uh what about crumbles yeah, Crumbles is probably the the biggest tragedy of all of us. I mean, she was I mean, she was pretty mobile and the fact that she lost her legs does seem to be hitting her pretty hard. Well, someone that usually takes things pretty flippantly now is having to deal with another life tragedy she thought maybe I don't know is probably not it's probably worse than being trapped on Atlaw Town for X number of years. And that's going to be hard for her to deal with, I think. But she'll deal with it. We'll see. Here's the thing. Real lucky she has this uh, droid that has wheels and stuff, you know, that she can ride around in. That's fortuitous in some manner. Do you think that she... Crumbles has got to feel some sort of guilt, right? Oh, without a like, doubt. I, I've, I've hesitated to ask her character what happened, you know? Like, what happened is, I do want to know because I wasn't in the back to watch it happen. I mean, Jeff knows what happened, but Cash doesn't. What what's gonna what will that conversation look like when it when it comes up? When's it's, the it's right time? right now because we're alive, but I do want to know. And how can we prevent that in the future? You know, that's maybe we won't do a hairbrain stunt like this again, but we probably will. <laughs> Deep in the future, maybe. <laughs> it, if it had worked, no one would have known you landed on the moon. It would have looked like just a meteor slamming into it. It like, would have been a kick-ass stunt. It would have like raised my ego like another twelve degrees. You know. <laughs> but it didn't work, unfortunately. When she rolled that one, though, well, here's the thing. I thought it was maybe going to be just a pilot check when we were going to go down. And so I'm like, ah, I got this. will be no big deal. But then it made a whole lot more sense that because we're having to do this huge crew of people that we're going to have to work on some engine to get things done. Everyone's on consoles getting things shut down for me. Cinder kind of uh, monitoring all systems for us and keeping us quiet. The whole point, of course... To reduce our electrical signal, make sure no scanners could get us, no trackers, no droids, no drones, anything like that. And it would have been successful had we been able to pull off this cool stunt, which cinematically would have been really fun to to see. Not unlike some things we've seen in the movies before, but... Uh, it was awesome. You never see him really crash in the movie, unless it's the beginning of the movie, which it kind of is. Yeah, this, this was the first episode or, or the first recording where... Everybody was so into it. Everyone started crying around the table as <laughs> as as JD and Thunderfist was exploring the ship, and, and I was describing everything. Felicia started crying, and yeah. Max started crying. There's and like, real emotion. It there was, was emotion there. Everyone really into character. Why? Why do you think? Why do you think now? Like, why do you think this moment? Everyone at the table was so invested into it. I don't know. I think our characters have just started getting really good. We all got these new powers. We're learning way more about our backstories. And we were going to get this opportunity to start this adventure and know and really learn and show everyone who our characters are and where they came from and what they can accomplish together, especially with all this newfound powers leveling up and whatnot. And, you know, and the fact that this is probably the biggest tragedy and, e and even group tragedy that we've ever had. That's why we all of a sudden are so much more invested than we were. And it's kind of fun. It's um, one thing about a good story is the failures even help really shape these stories. 
And so when we have such a big failure, it was almost a fun opportunity to really get into the nitty gritty where we normally have, uh, let's say, a pretty funny podcast, um, a lot of comedy going on and, and joking around. All of a sudden, we hit like a serious moment that we haven't hit in any of the other previous pod, you know, sessions. Yeah, so serious. What advice do you have for players uh, and and GMs? Um, I can answer GM side, but uh, what advice do you have for players where this stuff happens, right? They roll a one and it, it changes even the course of their character. Like, I think Crumbles is going to be fundamentally changed going forward. How do you handle that? What kind of steps do you take? What do you do after the session? Well, after the session, um, you sit in silence for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we what did. Can you do? <laughs> we sat around the table for like 10 minutes. Just, just like processing, like, how are we get out of the... Well, here's the thing. Uh, you got really two decisions when something like this happens, especially this tragedy. And in, 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 in this specific circumstance, is it a TPK? And what do I do from there? Or do we make it really bad, but everyone's still alive so we can kind of, you know, somehow get out of a situation. And I'm, I'm glad we chose to keep it alive because new characters and stuff would be like a crazy, you know, side rail into everything, which would be fun anyway. But uh, in this case, when we do like just like a big tragedy where everyone's still alive and stuff and we have to deal with, I guess, limitations and handicaps now where even though we're supposedly heroes and have all these cool powers and stuff, we're still broken and critically injured to such a degree where now we're going to have to figure out how to get past that. The bright side is we have the technology. We can rebuild them. <laughs> we, you know, we, we, we got prosthetic limbs. We got things that'll make people walk again. I mean, that's the, that's the great part about this is, is there is hope, but we're in such a crappy place. I don't know. As someone who builds a setting and as a GM, how would you handle that? Are we going to be able to, like still fight and, and, and talk. And I don't know. What do you say? I think that you have to take it. You guys can't plan either though. Like you have to go into it. And my plan is to, is to huddle up in a crash ship is, you know, as quick as possible until we're as healed as much as we can before we head out or, or our supplies run out and we have to go out and find Thunderfist. And find Thunderfist and, I mean, it comes down to if Thunderfist isn't here, I know the guy can take care of himself. He has his whole life. He's not going about to give up on that. So we, we know he's at least semi-okay, but I think he's going to get a chip in his neck. I, I don't know if we mentioned this. You get the chips in your neck uh, when you get in the pods, crash down, and that's what keeps you from leaving Outlaw Town. Even if you find some way off, you'll you'll explode. I think we mentioned in the episode. But in any case, yeah, I, I think one who's never had one before maybe getting one now. And that's another hurdle. I mean, huh, we're in such a bad situation, everybody. I can't even believe it. <laughs> so bad. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next episode. Uh, we did get a question from someone that I would love to answer. Oh, let's get to that. I love um, it. So it's from Steven. It doesn't say from where. But he's asking, and, and I think this is pretty good for uh, interesting question for the episode that we just did. Yeah. Uh, where do you normally start when creating homebrews? Oh, okay. I've done a few homebrews myself. Uh, I used to GM a Star Wars role-playing game, and uh, I did exclusively homebrews. I always start with a, a lot like, um, I think even Toby mentioned earlier, the setting. If I don't build my world first, then I'm not exactly sure what events would take place. And I, I remember building, I picked a planet, in, you know, kind of out of the way, but kind of near stuff. 
and I just built my own planet with its own city and architecture and things like that. Oh no, actually, I've even I remember even a couple times I've even found a planet that never, didn't have any notable events, but still some cool descriptions and stuff, and kind of built my own city on there and things like that. Yeah, and then I decide you know who some NPCs were, get them in there. I don't know what do you say. Uh, I always love to create homebrews off of what's happened. So an example with this campaign, we started with the Dead Sons. We did book one. We did book two. Even in book two, we started throwing in a little bit of homebrew. So Sunny becoming a cosmic guardian, Cash absorbing these powers and like being the guard of the guardian. Uh, <laughs> and then building off of that. So I love to start with, for me, some pre-made hook or some pre-made story and then throw the characters into that, see what they do, and then build the homebrew off of what they're doing so that it, it's really their story as well. And that's where we are. The Outlaw Town was homebrew. It's just because someone wrote mentioned that and I made a note of it <laughs> and started designing what that town would be like. So I think when uh, looking into and starting to make your own homebrew, if you don't have published material or, or hooks somewhere, ask the group, hey, what type of story do you guys want to do? What characters are you interested in? And then see what their character backgrounds are and what hooks them and yeah. start there. Like what's your what is what's your personal character's motivation? Why are you doing what you do? And who did you know in the past that influenced this? Because having those characters meet up in the story makes it really authentic to the player. Yeah, if you can build your homebrew based on the player's suggestions or characters, it's going to be that much stronger. They'll be that much more invested. And I personally say don't overplan. No, uh, well, you would be, it would be a mistake because your plans are going to get derailed. Yeah. Um, unless you're like really railroading everyone, which I'm not a fan of in a game, then things are going to change between die rolls, between character decisions. I mean, you got to roll with the punches. So that's why that's why I like to mention just a setting and have things going. And then my players tend to like kind of lead where we're going to go within that, where I have a loose goal in mind where you try to escape the planet. Good luck. How are you guys going to do it? Yeah, have a, have the skeleton. Yeah. Here's here's some key Absolutely. moments that I want to happen at some point and then fit them in when you can. Yeah, just say, well, I mean, you woke up this day. You really only have 13 days to get out of here, but you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. You know, before the planet explodes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that That's all we have for today. We would love to hear how has a critical fail impacted your games. Send in your stories. We'll read them on the show, too, because we want to hear what happened, just like in ours, how now their ship is broken, everything's down. What has a critical fail done to you? Uh, please send those in to thesidequestin at gmail.com. And that's it for the Behind the Bar. And remember, tip your bartenders. <laughs> <laughs>